Well, praise the Lord and good day to you. Welcome to the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And uh, just excited to be gathered around God's Word with you today. You know, I was right before we came on the air live, I was just reminiscing about all the years ago back in 1994 when the Lord lit a fire in my heart and uh, someone gave me an old hardback Bible and I began to read that Bible and I began to read that Bible as though it were the story of my life. I mean all the old covenant stories. I mean there was an excitement like I like it was my family that I was uh, digging into, you know, like these people do. I can't think of the word of it. They're, they call it something. They go back and dig out their history and their lineage and they see uh, where they came from. Man, I, the Bible, it, it, there, there was just this fire lit up in me. And I have to be honest with you, uh, although there have been days along the way where I thought, well, I just don't know, you know, if I'm going, if I'm going, you have time for the word today, but th those days have been very far and few in between. And I, I will also have to say today that the fire burns in my heart like a, uh, it is a fire shut up in my bones and excitement to study and to dig out the treasures of our God that he has hidden there for us and to share these with as many people as we can along the way. It's just a, it's just a great joy to gather around God's word, whether it be in an online broadcast or a worship service or wherever it is. It is just a great joy to find the riches of God's treasures in Christ Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. And it's, it's just, it's really our inheritance to, to be able to find the will of the Lord through the word of the Lord so that we can experience the spirit of the Lord carrying out his will for our lives. It's, there's no greater joy than that because in that we see that our God is pleased and that and that we find we find great satisfaction you know if our god is not pleased with the fruit of our lives that's why we're not satisfied if he's not satisfied with what's going on that's why we aren't satisfied and if we just learn to become satisfied in what satisfied him before the foundation of the world and was manifest on calvary's hill we could live the rest of our days abiding satisfied <coughs> in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, while you're turning there, Andrew, my son, will be ministering this Sunday. You don't want to miss it. He'll be here. Him and his lovely wife, Rebecca, will be here with us this weekend, and he will be preaching the Word Sunday morning, so don't forget to tune in. If you, if you, I know most of you will have to watch it later, but don't forget to do so. You will be blessed. Hebrews chapter 11, this is part 27 of this one chapter of Hebrews 11, and it's been good, and it's only getting better. So I want to back up and start in verse 32, but and we'll quickly read through and get to where we're going today. It's just hard sometimes to, to start exactly where you stopped because you have to 
you know what we say around here, you have to back up and scratch your feet a little bit and then take off again. So let's do that in verse 32. And what shall I say, more say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and, and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. And just stop, we'll just stop right there and say that these are not only reminders of actual events, uh, some more than one of each of these mentionings. Uh, these are actual events that took place back in the old covenant days. Uh, and, and these were all, I like verse 33, who through faith. The, these are stories of people who heard God, believed God, and acted upon God's word, whether it was to overcome giants or, or to escape the edge of the sword or to put their baby boy in a river and watch him float away or whatever. They, they, they Listen, who through faith, the whole 11th chapter here is about a people who heard God and then through faith because there is no faith unless we hear God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the move of God. We do not just decide to do something and say it is by faith. Everything we do must be based on the Word of God, the written Word of God. We are not a part of those who claim that God is going to tell us something outside of the perimeters of what is already written. And, and he may prophesy to us, through us, he may tell us of something that's going to happen, such as a famine that we see that actually did happen in the new covenant after Jesus is already crucified, buried, and raised, and ascended at the right hand of the Father. There were prophets in the early church that prophesied of a famine to come and other mentions of that. But it, it always was concerning. Why, why did those prophets prophesy concerning a famine that was coming? Read back, you'll find out. So they could take up ahead of time to, because it was a true prophetic utterance. And, and so they believed it. They took up funds and they sent it to those who would be affected in the church by the drought, by the famine that would happen because of the drought. So all this junk today, all this witchcraft going on in the church today, just constant personal words given everywhere that has nothing to do with the furtherance of the gospel or the taking care of those who are being criticized and persecuted for the gospel's sake. Come on, somebody. It's just a bunch of hogwash. But uh, the, these, these things mentioned under the Old Covenant are not only actual events that happened to people there who through faith believed God. you got to be hearing something to believe something. Amen. You can't just make something up. 
Now, my wife and I, we came out of a bunch of mess years ago uh, that, that, that thinks that you're just going to hear God concerning all, all sorts of things and it, it, that are outside the Word of God. The one of the preacher told us one time before we ever left there that you might not find this in the Bible. You just got to get it by the Spirit. And all the Spirit is always going to bear witness to two things. First of all, the blood of Jesus and also the Word, written Word of God. You can't add to what the Bible already has said. God's Word, the canon of Scriptures, and I can't help it if folk don't believe this, it doesn't change the fact that it's true. The canon of Scriptures were complete, were complete after the apostles wrote. Nothing else come along after that is counted. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's not counted by God as Scripture. And so, uh, faith can only come by hearing and hearing by what's already written and finished. The Bible says if you add to the book, that the plagues of the book will be added to you. If you take away from the book, that your name will be taken out of the Lamb's book of life. So folk better be very careful what they do with the Word of God because the Word of God is God. I think we fail sometimes to understand that what we're doing with the written word of God is equated to what we are doing with God himself. Don't forget that. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. Don't forget that. You can't take away and you can't add because if you do, even in in an unaware, deceitful, and deceptive state, it's what we think we're doing. We think we're just doing it to the Word, but it's our actions from our heart toward God. The Word, when the Word was uh, completely written by the end of the apostles' time, the disciples, the apostles of Christ, uh, the Scriptures were complete. When Jesus shed his blood, and that, that allowed the scriptures to be complete because it was, listen, it was about Jesus and what he would bring to a lost and dying people. Hallelujah. So watch this now. If we read these things, such as verse 35, watch this very carefully today. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. We'll get to that in a minute, but let's back back up and look at verse 34. Something I noticed this morning is that these stories, <coughs> some of these stories are not only what happened actually in events in these old covenant people's lives, but if you look at verse 34, you'll see that excuse me, some of these things actually happened to Jesus. Jesus escaped the edge of the sword. Remember when they wanted to kill him? They wanted to stone him? They wanted to throw him off the edge of a mountain? It wasn't his time to go. Do you realize that Jesus couldn't die other than crucifixion? Jesus could never be sick and die. He, he, he had no sickness in his body. He had no sin nature. He had, he had nothing of the enemy in him, he said. The only way Jesus could die would be on a cross. That ought to help you understand how important the cross is to God. 
Jesus escaped the edge of the sword. Jesus, out of weakness, was made strong because that's what grace is. Grace is God's strength being made perfect in our weakness. And Jesus, Hebrews 2 and 9, tasted death by the grace of God in his weakness. He, the Bible says he was crucified in weakness. Why? So that the grace of God could be manifest and offered to all. The very weakness he was crucified in became the very strength that you and I need to be saved, to live this, this crucified life, hallelujah, in victory. So Jesus, out of weakness, was made strong. Jesus waxed valiant in fight, in battle. Jesus never lost a situational battle in his life. Every time the demons or the devil himself or the religious people influenced by Satan approached him, they, they, they always had to walk away with their tail tucked between their leg. They just couldn't quite get a handle on Jesus. And every situation that came along, he won the battle, every one of them. And it also says at the end of verse 34 that they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Jesus did that on Calvary's cross. Satan brought his best army and his most influential power to the cross. But the Bible says they didn't know what was going on. If they had known what was going on there, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. But they did, and, and it was God's will because God's the one that offered his son. Jesus, the one, is the one that laid his own life down. Hallelujah. And, and the devil was just being used uh, to, to, listen, to, to find a Savior that was defeating him. All that Satan thrust toward Jesus, Jesus defeated him in, in, in Satan's own de de deception, his own ignorance, he was defeated. You know, Jesus took the power of death away from the devil in his own death. It wasn't taken from the devil when Jesus was resurrected like many teach that don't know their Bibles. Hebrews 2 and 14 says Jesus took the power of death away from the devil in his own death on the cross. Hallelujah. So Jesus turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Do you understand that all the times in the book of Psalms, the, 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 the word wicked is used and that they will cut off and they will not ever have an expected end. They, the wicked will be cut off. I, I never really realized how often God talks about the wicked and promises his people that we will be preserved forever, but the wicked will be cut off. That means they will be removed and placed in a place where they are never thought of again. They will be somewhere forever, suffering unspeakable torment, but they will be cut off. And and it, it will all of eternity, whether everyone is in heaven with the Lord, heaven here on the earth, or they're in a place of unspeakable torment, but the lake of fire, all of it will be because of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Jesus on the cross, he ended, he became the end of everything that was ungodly. Remember, he nailed everything that was contrary to the law to his cross. Listen, everything that was contrary to his cross was sin. Doesn't matter how little wicked or huge wicked we look at it on some crazy scales of how bad or or not so bad. Sin is always awful beyond what we could imagine, even the slightest sin. And, And the cross is where Jesus in and of himself in his death put an end to all wickedness. The cross is where God cut off all the wicked. That's the cutoff point. Now the manifestation fully of that is not aware yet of those. Some are still on the earth thinking they're in charge and it's going to be good. And Some even call themselves Satan worshipers, not realizing that they worship themselves. They worship darkness. They worship Satan and they will be with him unless they repent and are saved from their sins and they will be in a place of unspeakable torment, unimaginable torment in the lake of fire. But the the result of a lake of fire took place at, at the cross. Jesus became the cutoff point for everything that was not of God, not just of the past law, everything that had never been of God or would never be of God, Jesus in and of himself in his own death, the shedding of his own blood, the suffering he endured for all of humanity, he became that which would cut off the wicked right there on Calvary's cross. He also became at the same time the eternal, new, everlasting beginning of all that God really had ever done with the fruit of his righteousness or all that God would ever do with the fruit of his righteousness. But it all ended at Calvary. Everything that was not ever or will never be of God and his purpose, of his cause of righteousness, and everything that is, it began right there on Calvary's cross. That's the reason that the Lamb had to be slain from before the foundation of the world. So everything up until he was actually manifest and crucified could be covered also because everything is about the cross. The damnation of the wicked eternally because they rejected the promise of God, His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and those who have abundant and eternal preservation of life in Christ Jesus forever and ever and ever. It's all because of Calvary, whether it's those who were cut off or those who were grafted in, hallelujah, to the living vine. Praise be to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. We have nothing to fear going into the days ahead. No matter what happens, we see some of these uh, horrible things happen to some of these. And I know some of your... Uh, 
preachers that, that are of Satan, uh, Satan's ministers of, of righteousness that only appear to be ministers of righteousness today talk about if they would have only had real faith, if they would have had more faith, if they would have had this, then these things mentioned in the latter part of Hebrews chapter 11 wouldn't have happened to them. But my friend, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that Jesus was crucified by grace through faith. The Bible says these people endured what they endured, experienced what they experienced through faith. That means they had a word from God. That you can't just listen, you can't just make up something and say, God, I'm gonna do this by faith. No, it's got faith doesn't happen unless we hear God. This is where the church today and so many in past uh, uh, hundreds of years have, have missed the boat. You can't just determine you're going to do something and stamp faith on it. It has to be spoken by God, written in the Bible, and then you have to hear God. You have to hear God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And what you call the word of the Lord must always be found in the written word of the Lord. Hallelujah. The, what you're hearing, the purpose of what you're hearing. And those who have gone away from that reality have, in fact, moved away from the reality of true biblical faith. And I, I know God will, He can, and He has spoken words of direction into the lives of His people, but they will always be based on the truths found in God's Word. And they will all, always be for the purpose of the furthering of the gospel. The furthering of the gospel. We need to understand that. You've got men today who are making millions of dollars. They're, 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 they don't know it, but they're serving mammon. And they're, 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 my wife told me uh, just a couple of years ago, she began to uh, talk about these ministers today who have chosen ministry just as a career and it's not a call of God. They they can speak well. They 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 can they can oh they can speak well, but their focus is not Calvary. So until it becomes Calvary, they're just doing what they do of the flesh well. And self, listen, self can deceitfully deceive. Uh, uh, that's what it does. Self deceitfully deceives us. And then that deception spreads out toward others. There are men who can speak. They can speak so fluently and so well, but they are not speaking the oracles of God in the context of which God spoke them. They are not ministers of righteousness. If you push them up against the wall, they can tell you what's right because you've got them pushed up against the wall and you demand a reason why they're not speaking this. And they can tell you what is right for a moment, but then when you let, okay, okay, well, we're all good, they go right back into functioning as clouds without rain. That's what Jude wrote about. These men, they're, they're clouds without rain. They've chosen the ministry as a career. They can speak well, and, and they honor men deceitfully and deceptively. They think they're honoring men all the while they're looking to be honored by men. 
Come on now. It's, we're surrounded by it everywhere, even in places that would blow your mind. We're surrounded by men who think they're honoring men who are deceived, deceitfully deceived of their own flesh, who if they were honoring men, they would bring the correction to those men that they are experiencing from those men, by those men. So when we're not willing to do that, we are not honoring men. We are being deceitfully deceived by our own carnal flesh as we seek honor from men. That's very important. It's going on all around us today. Back to this. Watch this now in verse 35. Women received their dead raised to life again. And there are stories written in the books of Kings about women uh, having their children raised to life again. And, 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 and other places. And Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead after four days of being stinky dead. He raised Lazarus. But guess what? Lazarus and even those there... In the books of Kings we read about in other places, they, they might have been raised from the dead, but they died again. And look at what this is so beautiful here. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. Remember, they're doing this through faith. They're not letting go of their faith just to keep from being tortured and murdered. They're not letting go of their faith. No, they're not saying, well, I'm going to act like I don't believe. I'm going to tell them I don't believe so they won't kill me. But I still do believe. No, through faith. That means, that, listen, faith endures. Faith always endures. If we're not enduring, there's nothing wrong with the faith that we've been dealt by God as Christians, Romans 12, 3, and it was measured out of the faith of the Son of God. So there's never anything wrong with our faith. There many times is something wrong with us and the exercising or the lack of the exercise of that faith, but there's never anything wrong with faith. Faith endures because it works by love and it cannot fail Galatians 5 and 6 love cannot fail 1 Corinthians chapter 8 I believe it's verse uh, I'm sorry 1 Corinthians chapter 13 I believe it's verse 8 that, that charity love never let me say that again love never fails and if our faith works by the love of Christ who loved us and gave himself for us that means faith can never fail. I may fail to exercise it, but faith can't fail, my friends, because it's fueled by the love of God, the love of Christ that loved us and gave himself for us, and that love did not fail. It endured. Hallelujah. And so we, we, we need to see this, that uh, these people in these horrible situations, horrible situations they found themselves in, they found themselves there because of their faith. And through faith, some of them received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured because of their faith, not, not accepting deliverance so that they might obtain a better resurrection. The better resurrection is being willing 
to suffer the torture and to be killed for the sake of the resurrection that is forever. (laughs) The resurrection that we've all got coming in the days ahead far surpasses us having some sickness or being murdered by the sword and then raising us up again here in this life. Praise be to God if that ever happens. But (coughs) the reality is you're going to die eventually. It's appointed unto all men to die once and then comes the judgment. So praise God for every resurrection that's ever taken place. (coughs) But there is a better resurrection here mentioned and it's that resurrection of eternal significance, that there will never be another place of dying. There will never be another experience of dying after this perfect, this better resurrection. And that's what they chose. We're, we're, not, we're, we're just going to not accept any kind of deliverance that men offers Only the deliverance that God offers, which is resurrection life. And this could be brought into our very very daily lives right now. That if our faith from our heart stays planted in the likeness of the death of Jesus, then we will be found now, moment by moment. Or let me rephrase that. Every moment that we are literally trusting in the death of Jesus and we're not caught off guard in those moments where we're not, and that's when it happens when we do the big piece of stupid we do, is when we're actually not depending on trusting in the death of Jesus, our union with him there and our faith, we need to have it planted in the likeness of his death so that, that it can bring about the likeness also is resurrection, life, and power. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. But, 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 it, but, but here it says they, they didn't accept the deliverance that men could have given them, but they kept the faith. And through that faith, They desired that they would obtain the better resurrection. Not being delivered at your your hands, O King Nebuchadnezzar, but the better resurrection. We're sure that our God will deliver us. He's able, but even if he doesn't, we're not bowing the knee to you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Why? Because they also knew of a better resurrection, that last, final, and eternal resurrection that they knew once they leave this place, there'll be no more dying. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, you guys didn't let me get that far along today, so we'll have to jump in here again this next Monday morning. I hope you would tune in every week at some point, whether it's live as we do these broadcasts or later, you would find us on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com or the Spreaker app you can get on your smartphone and our channel there is for those who have ears to hear or you can simply type my name in and listen we have over a thousand cross-centered teachings and preaching messages there for you freely to receive and to hear without charge. And if God does ever stir your heart and you desire to be a part uh, of this ministry in a more uh, uh, in, in a more 
intimate and deeper way, then of course you can sow financially this ministry to be a part of what we're doing and just how much we can do it. And uh, that's between you and the Lord. We don't beg people for money. God deals with all of us about our giving, and we are the sheep of his pasture, and we hear him, and we follow his leading. But you can give to the ministry here at Crossway Church at thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can do it a very simple and quick way by simply texting the word GIVE to the number 903 231 5950. God bless you. We love you. I pray that you find a greater fulfillment of Christ in your life today through your faith in what he did on that day 2,000 years ago. I'll see you in the morning on Cross Time with Pastor Curtis as we move on into our First Peter teaching. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. We'll see you then.